Have you ever felt like you don't have a purpose in life? Ask yourself if this is it, this is the life I have, do I have to accept it like this? Like something is missing, but you can't quite see how it would be to live it differently. Or maybe you already know your purpose deep inside, but somehow there is still something holding you back from truly living it. Welcome to Living Spiritual Greatness. I'm your host, Mae Wenger, and I want to invite you on a journey to finding and living your purpose. Knowing and following our inner calling gives our lives meaning and clarity, but most of all, it gives us strength and a true reason to live. Come join me in this movement to make this world more purposeful by letting go of our fears, old patterns, attachments, and resistance, and stepping into our real inner truth. Enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode here on the podcast, Living Spiritual Greatness. I'm so excited to have the dear Gabriel Orr with me today for the interview. And I'm so excited because we've already done two interviews for my German, uh, German listeners. And now we're going to do what the first one in English. So I'm so excited. Dear Gabriel, welcome. Welcome today. How are Thank you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited too. Thank you. <laughs> Very nice. Um, let's get started with maybe for all our listeners and viewers that don't know you yet, like what, what do you do and how do you, how do you say, well, we're going to get to purpose later, but yeah, what's, what's your main thing that you do? Okay. I would say my, my main thing is what I'm most passionate about and I'm most passionate about the Akashic records and that's what my passion is for my own life and also what I can share with others. So over the last 30 years, I have developed a system um, where I can teach people how to access their own Akashic records and the Akashic records of others. And therefore, in a very gentle and sweet and extremely loving way, um, get to know their own soul purpose, change things in them in their life that doesn't work for them that doesn't please them anymore and create something that works for them much much better that is so amazing especially because i mean my podcast is about purpose and meaning in life um but maybe for those viewers and listeners that haven't heard of it what is the akashic record yeah you know there are def definitely at least two answers i have to give to for that okay the textbook answer would be the Akashic Records is a book that where everything is written in past, present, potential, future. And we can access this information to help our soul purpose to develop. My personal answer would be the Akashic Records is pure love. Um, Because when we receive the information, it comes through with so much love and so much um, healing is a big word, but you are so infused with love and acceptance and approval that your vibration changes automatically and you, you know, your energy goes up higher. You raise your energy to a better level to a better vibrational level. And that's something <clears throat> you can tell right now. <laughs> that's something that I 
love about it. I love when people learn to access the Akashic records and they are overwhelmed by emotions and they, you know, have tears in their eyes. So they're saying, oh my God, this feels like I'm finally home. Mm. And, um, you know, these are emotions, but it's not, doesn't sound pretty when you talk about it because it sounds a little bit airy fairy, new agey, but it's real, true, solid emotions and it changes your vibrational field. And because of that, um, everything else in your life changes and adjusts to it. And that is my, my passion about the Akashic Records. That's so beautiful. Um, and I want to go deeper into that, especially in the work of it. But maybe for now, uh, how would you say, how did you find your way to that? How did you find out that that was your passion? And how did you, because one of the things that I get from my clients a lot of times is that they might know or have a glimpse of what were their purposes, but then they're afraid of, you know, making. Did you hear that? Oh my God. Oh my It's thunder and lightning. <laughs> oh my God, that's the perfect moment. <laughs> no, it didn't come like thunder and lightning to me, like to answer your question. Okay, but wow, what a moment to let it go. Thank you, universe. Um, <laughs> actually, I was in my early 20s i was a massage therapist and i had this one female client she was very nice we were on really friendly terms um and she told me that her ex-husband hadn't paid alimonies for a long time and so i wanted to give her a gift and after the massage i said you know what this one is on the house and then she said no 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 i'm gonna give you an, a reading And I thought, hell no, please, this woman has so many problems. I don't want to have advice from her, you know, like I really, I didn't want to, but she kind of, you know, forced me, peer pressure I was, and I sat down on her couch and then she opened the records and she start, and started to answer my questions. And I have to tell you, I knew the answers weren't coming from her. I mean, she said things that she didn't know that they were true. She couldn't know. And it just, the way it made me feel, made me say, oh, can I learn this too? And then she said, yes. And she sent me to her teacher. And back then it was just like, they gave you a prayer and they told you how to say it. And that was it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then you had to figure out the rest for yourself and with the masters and teachers of the Akashic records. It's a little bit more developed today. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I was lucky to find a way where I can prove people. This is you. And this is from the Akashic records, this answer. So mm -hmm. there are subtle differences, you know, and, so this, the classes I'm teaching are set up so I can eventually prove to you that you're connected to the Akashic Records. But um, yes, that's how I came to the Akashic Records. I never thought I would do it professionally. I just wanted to do it for myself. I had plenty of stuff to work on and heal. <laughs> and um, then with time, my massage clients started to ask me for readings and not so much for massage anymore. And it developed. And then I thought, okay, I can't. I remember a moment 
um, like after a few years, I was still advertising for massages. And then the Kashik Records said, no, we have it with you. Start only to give readings. This is your path. The massage was an entry level. And, um, and then I started to give only readings. And then many years later, almost 10 years later, they said, you have to start to teach. You have to start to teach. And then it came, you have to write a book. People need to know about it. And then I wrote um, a book, One True Love. And I was really blessed because it became very successful, especially in Europe and got translated into different languages. And um, yeah, so I love it. I mean, it's like, think of your most favorite food in the world and it's healthy for you, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you can't have enough of it. That's how it feels for me. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Mm, but would you say, because I mean, when when um when you said that the akashic record just told you go for it we're good, we got your bag how would you say did you have the confidence to do it did you have the trust no of course not and they didn't say go for it we got your back they said do it whether you like it or not <laughs> <laughs> so it never honestly it never occurred to me to write a book. You know, I'm not a writer. Um, I don't feel like I have a huge talent for it or so. You can learn a lot about it, you know. I mean, I really was scared to publish my first book. I thought they, you know, I thought, oh, the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to throw tomatoes and eggs at you <laughs> or leave nasty comments. But mm -hmm. I have to say, and this is maybe the real answer for your question first of all i have 99 percent wonderful experiences with people and how they react to it okay and then the one percent you know what or 0.1 percent that is part of life you know you can't make it right for everybody you can't be everybody's most favorite cookie and i don't want to be um but and here's the second part of the answer Everything in life has different um, facets. So on the superficial level, on the top level, I wrote the book, I published it. Now maybe I'm known for it and people know me for that. But underneath you have a different purpose. And underneath my purpose was I needed to learn to trust humanity, to trust people, to learn that people respond good in a good way to you and i don't think i had that trust when i was 25 mm -hmm. you know so that has changed for me i mean my one of my mottos now is always expect the best from people mm, that's beautiful yeah. because it brings out the best in them too you know you have let's say you have 10 people in your life and usually what we experience with these people is that we bring something out of them that relates to us mm -hmm. so the same 10 people act maybe totally different with another person mm -hmm. and with you they act like this you know they let's 
make it more concrete. Maybe with you, they always want something, mm -hmm. you know, but usually that person um, is then a little bit needy and it brings that out in other people. So it really matters how you see other people or humanity in general. And that is something that I've learned with publishing my first book. You can really easily and with a very relaxed feeling expect the very best from people. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it was not easy for me in the beginning. Yeah. One of the things that I also noticed, um, because you said you have to do this even though you don't like it. And I think it's, it's in the end, it, it became your passion. Or it is your passion. You love what you're doing, right? I loved what I was doing. I didn't love doing it publicly or uh, like being on a stage where people see me. Or, I mean, it was really hard for me to go in a room with 200 people sitting there and everybody looks at you and wants something from you in some way, you know, energetically. So that, I did not care for that. I would never be a happy Hollywood actress. <laughs> it's not my thing to stand in front of the camera so that part i didn't like but how did it change or has it changed or is it still something that you not like i think it's still there in the sense of that i don't need the attention to be happy mm -hmm. it has changed for me um, because i look at people differently I really, first of all, I really look at people and I, I, when I look at someone, let's say there is a big group, I try, I make an effort to really see them, not what they show to the world, mm -hmm. you know, like their, their wound, their fears, their happiness too. But when you see, start to see people like that, um, then it feels totally different to enter a room with a lot of people in there. And the other thing that changed for me too was um, I learned to not feel offended no matter what was said to me because I, I started to understand whatever people say has really nothing to do with you but it has to do with, um, you know, how they see you. It goes through their filter. Mm -hmm. So it, let's say if someone is a little bit more forceful or needy or maybe even negative, um, then I understand it has something to do with their pain. And that's then where I come in and I get do what I do best, help them to release their pain. Mm -hmm. So once I let that go, it flows much easier. And yet now I think of one more thing that had, I found really great friends who work with me and support me. You know, like I feel like I have two wonderful angels next to me, one wing here, one wing there. And um, that makes a big difference when you know you have backup, they understand you. You know, I don't even have to say anything and they do it already if I get an idea or so. I mean, that made a big difference too. I found really great support. 
or I hear them saying, who gave you this support? So <laughs> I got, <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say, because I, I think when we start to, to surrender, because I think, because it's a mix of surrendering and actually knowing what I want to do, mm -hmm. right? That's how we find our purpose. And then once we start going into that energy, everything else falls into place, right? The right people are there that support us and the same also the clients come, right? That, that want to do that, like, right? Because I, I know that a lot of people worry always like, oh, if I, if I do what I, you know, like what my passion is, where, what I want to do, I'm, I'm not sure clients, who wants to see what I do, who, you know, like all those doubts. Um, but I think it's so important to follow those impulses, right? There is so much to say to that, really. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, I just tell people what I've learned over the years, okay? The one mm -hmm. thing I've learned is the more fun you have, and not just in regard to your work, but all over in, in your life, the better everything will work out for you. And if people don't have fun, then it's time for them to create things that they have fun. And this can be as simple as you see behind me in the middle of the window, I have bird feeders there. And you know what? It makes me happy to see these little guys come there all day long. And some of them are like little construction workers. They bang on the window if it's empty or whatever. So, but they make me so happy. And that's why they stay there, even when I have an interview, okay? Um, so you got to start to create things that make you happy and not look all the time of excuses why you can't do something. That would be the one thing. Um, the other thing that I learned over the years by observing people why they don't follow their passion is it's not, if you are passionate about something and you really love something, it's not all perfect, okay? There is also work involved and like and sometimes sacrifices but you are still doing it from your heart and that's what passion is for me and not like because you have to or you need to pay your bills and i think that's the difference yes i mean i love what i do but i also sit sometimes for 18 hours on my desk working or preparing things so it's not like oh it comes all easy and you never really have to, you know, pull your T-shirt up and, and get to work. Um, but it still feels different than if you are not passionate about it. So, yes, do something, but also be realistic about it. Know that it's also work and that not every part of your passion is always just fun but it's like brushing your teeth. It's not fun, but you do it anyways, you know, because you know it's important and you don't want to lose your teeth in five years. So um, you take the good with the bad. And again, try to have as much fun as possible. Even if I, you have to on YouTube, go and look for videos that make you laugh, but get your energy to a level that, makes you laugh and light and you breathe and you can relax you know 
Yeah, that's beautiful because it just changes your whole vibration. And, and with that, you attract more of beautiful things. And let, let's look at it like this. Let's say this is how I imagine it to be. I don't know if it's true, but that's how I experience it for my life. Let's think the universe is a mirror. Okay. And it reflects back to you what you give out. Now, if you give out, I want this, but I can't have it, or it's too hard, then you get back. I want this, but I can't have it. It's too hard. Okay. But when you say, I would like to have this, and I'm willing to do whatever I can to experience this, to have this experience in my life, I don't know how, you don't have to worry about it because it will come back to you. The universe does reflect it to you. So in the meanwhile, you go and you have fun and then you get that reflected too. And then you have fun while you get what you want. And that's how I look at things when I want something. I think, okay, you want this? Let's say, um, money or a relationship or health or um, let's say people want to lose weight that's one thing that comes often true so what do you give out to the universe do you give out thinner or thicker do you give out lighter or heavier and not just in regard to losing weight in body weight but in your energy too and I think if we start to look at what do I give out then we know what we get back yeah yeah it's like when we don't we, when we're not ready to let go and we cling to something very strongly but we say i want to let go i want to let go but underneath sub maybe sometimes even subconsciously we we cling to it so strongly and so hard and then the universe what they see is the vibration and they but just then, see the vibration that is okay on one hand they're saying they want to let go on the other hand they're clinging to everything <laughs> So what are we going to do? <laughs> and you know what? I, I, there's something that's really beautiful that comes in there. Grace. Ask mm. for help. You know, like you say, I, I would like to change this. I, I feel like I deserve it, you know, and I can do it. I just don't know how. Please guide me. Please bring things into my life that will support me in this journey. And I think that's the one thing that humans very, um, now I can only think of the German word, verbissen, very cramped, yeah. like, you know, like, like almost bitter, like yeah. trying to force something through, um, like, okay, I want this now and I want to get it. And, and it comes from the inside because they don't know how to change it and they're trying to do everything alone and i mean that is really not true we are not alone so include all the energies that can help you and ask for assistance and i think the beauty that that also comes with that is um because that, i think that's the part of surrendering right because to be able to say okay i want to get that that's what I want. And if I keep saying, but I need it, you know, I want it and it has to come in my life. It's also doing it in the lack of. But if I just say, okay, I want that. Dear universe, now you know. I don't know how. I'm leaving the how to you guys. 
go for it. <laughs> and then just wait for whatever impulses come back, right? In English, like, in English oh. they have a really nice saying, and I like that one. Uh, maybe they mean it differently, but I like it and I use it for myself often. Fake it till you make it. Okay. So by faking, I don't mean you have to lie or anything, but I mean like for yourself, you pretend as if it is already that what you want and, and then you're going to make it. So I really think that is the rule. Um, we, we have to, you know why most people really don't get what they want is because they feel undeserving. Hmm. You know, I, there's someone coming in mind right now, like she has everything, money, great career, everything, but she doesn't feel like she's worthy enough to have um, a lady who comes to clean her house, hmm. you know? So she could afford it 10 times, you know, but she's like, no, it just doesn't feel good to her. You know, there's probably childhood stuff and all kinds of things coming up. Like you don't have that. That's just for snobs or whatever. But that's a really good example that like she feels unworthy of it, undeserving of it. And most people don't have what they want or they get what they want and they lose it again because they feel undeserving. There's internally of them, I don't deserve this yet. I'm not worthy of it. I don't have the value that this will offer to me. And that yeah. is throw that out of the window and you'll be so happy. Yeah, and it's so important. I think in that part, it's so important to be so honest with ourselves to, 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 to allow all those, because I think th those patterns are very underneath our skin. So until we get there or, and that's where, where you come in, because those kind of things are easily answered in the Akashic records, right? Yes. And it's actually, there's a lot of pain behind it when someone feels not deserving or unworthy because if you think of it, I close my eyes so I can better feel it. If you think of it, it shrinks the energy of someone. You know, like maybe they're working really hard and they're achieving something. And then when you look at, do I really feel, or do they really feel like they deserve it? All of a sudden they become really small energetically. And then we are not in our... God image, let's say it like that. I sometimes say to clients, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, did not create you. So you are suffering or you are small. You know, mm -hmm. we do that to ourselves. Um, the universe doesn't go around and say, oh, you have blonde hair and you become a Hollywood actress with $20 million income a year and you work for $8 an hour. No, I mean, we have specific um, experiences in our childhood and we grow up that, you know, either open the door for us or not. But ultimately, we can all live the American dream, for example, wherever we live. I mean, you are a good example of it. And so am I. I came when I was 22. I came with two suitcases to the United States. Mm. That's all I had. 
and you know i never had a plan of achieving anything but it just happened while i had fun and worked <laughs> in, in the meantime but it was not like okay i want to you know achieve something in that way i just wanted to be happy and healthy and then you follow along the path and i'm sure most listeners experience the same thing so if they want to know if they really feel deserving or if they um holding something in a subconscious level still small just really imagine where's your energy right now where would you like to be and does your energy expand or maybe even contract we can do this right now just take a breath and feel like where's my energy right now how big is it and where would my where would i really like to be how big would my energy be if i full i grow into what i really want to be and then See if you can feel where the universe would want your energy to be. And then compare it and see, you know, if you need to make adjustments. And then fake it until you make it. <laughs> Oh, that's so beautiful. How would you say could a guidance through the Akashic Records look like for, for, for the ones tuning in that maybe have no idea, like, how does that look? How do I, I get that to get that trust? in the informations that i have i know you have a special that's one of the things that i like that you earlier that that you said you found a way to and we don't have to talk about the way but i mean what how it changes people because especially in the spiritual world and i lived it i had to go through that as well when i learned uh, when i started my sh my shamanic studies um because you get to a point where you're you when when you're sitting there and it's like was this just my imagination or was this true, you know, true um, guidance from mm -hmm. the third world? Mm -hmm. Well, there are actually different ways and exercises that we do. The reason why I'm, tell I'm not talking about it here is because not that I want to keep it a secret from you or from the listeners, but if I talk about it before they're doing it and then the ego knows it, it won't work anymore. That's the main reason, okay? Like, it's like a magic trick. If someone tells you before, okay, look at his left hand, what he's doing, and then you, the ma it's not a magic trick anymore. So it won't work then. That's why I don't tell you about it what i'm actually doing but here's what i once i asked the same question the akashic record once okay right in the beginning the first year or so i said well i don't know it sounds great and i know it's from you but i'm not sometimes i'm just not sure and they said believe us my child if we give you a document 
where we state that you are 100% connected to the Akashic Records and the document, document has a seal and a stamp and the signature of God, you still would doubt it. <laughs> and so, and then I, I'm like, okay, I was quiet for a while. Okay, I'm like, that's true. We just humans are doubters, you know. Um, and then another time I said to them, man, it's really I, I actually that was in a reading for a client. I said it's really difficult to give a reading because I want to do it right. And I'm like nervous and I don't know if I how to convey the message in a right way if I do the best I can. And then I said, You don't know what it feels like. I feel like I'm I'm on a pool on a jumping board. And I don't know if the water is hot or cold that I'm jumping in. And they said, no, my child, you don't know if water's in the pool or not. And then, <laughs> I know. And then I said, okay. And then they said, just jump, just jump. And you will notice that you will never hit the pool. You will start to fly. And I have to tell you, that made a big difference for me back then because I started to just talk and I realized that the less I focus on myself when I give a reading and the more I focus on them and on the client or the person who receives the reading, so I'm just really just a tool, a communication tool, the better the information flows, the more accurate it is and the more miracles happen. Mm -hmm. And I mean, physical miracles where one man had 20 years ago an accident and couldn't move his arm for all these years and all of a sudden says, oh my God, my hand is not blue anymore and I don't have pain anymore and he can start moving it a little bit to stories of um, where I do an exercise in a seminar where we fly all to the moon with Neil Armstrong and we ask, what does Neil Armstrong think or feel when he steps um, on the moon the first time? And many people are like, oh, this didn't happen. It was made in the movie theater, you know, like stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. And I asked them, should I really do this exercise? And they say, please trust us, go ahead. And then after the exercise, people compare the messages and it's, very much the same answer for everybody, whether they doubt it or not. And after the exercise, a woman gets up and says, I just want to let everybody know that my father was an engineer on that space shuttle and we moved from Germany to the United States. I know, to the oh, United States. Me too. We were all like in awe. Oh. And I mean, that's a miracle, you know, because I hardly ever do this in a, this exercise in a class and i i'm like wow should i really do it because i know people have their doubts if that really happened and she gets up and she says i was a little girl and my dad was an engineer and i met them you know and she says i don't know where they landed but i know they went up because i saw it and i'm like wow <laughs> wow that's amazing yes 
And that is beautiful when things like that happen, you know. But if your mind is constantly in it, you don't let it happen. I think that's the best way you can put it. You don't allow it to happen. Yeah, and I think and I think we need our mind, but a lot of the times our mind is exactly the one that's standing in the way because we 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 think we can't do things we think we can't do miracles but we're made to do miracles all of us right and we to actually do miracles we you know we live miracles but um i think the best you made a good point here i think the problem is to find the right balance between mind and heart yeah. because we need them both and um, the one message I get from the records most is create a balance. You're not meant to only be up there. You know, you came here as a human being, live as a human being, and then use your ability to connect, to create miracles in your life where you are aware of it. Things that you create, not things that you just happen by chance, as you could say, okay? so. I think it's a, it's the number one rule to a happy life to create balance between mind and heart. You know, to really live in your heart, feel, but you also need your mind. Yeah, definitely. You know? definitely. And it, and the mind is wonderful if it is connected to the heart, which means we have loving thoughts. We have encouraging thoughts, positive thoughts. If it's disconnected from the heart, then it will get, we will have dark thoughts, you know, like, oh, I can't do it anyways. I'm not good enough. And mm. I think then the mind becomes distractive. But in another way, the mind is a wonderful tool to support us in everything. Yeah, like you said, I, yeah, I think I like the connection with the love because it's, it's about that. It's about being grateful. And when we start seeing all the beautiful things around us, um, <clears throat> we can create even more beautiful things, like we said earlier. And that just makes our life so much easier, so much purpose, more purposeful as well. Mm -hmm. I, and one thing why people don't enjoy their life is also they don't um savor it genießen they don't yeah, um like, enjoy yeah they like they just they live they multitask you know they eat in mm. front of the tv i don't know they are on the phone and cup making a cup of coffee or tea so they never like yeah, Eckhart Tolle would say they're never in the moment, but yeah. that's already like um, such a statement that I want to even say in order to taste life, do only one thing at a time, mm. you know, because if you want to enjoy it, if you want to be in joy when you live you and you do all the time, two or three things at the same time, then, um, you don't taste the ice cream you don't smell the flowers you don't feel the air you know and i think that's that's when we become discontent and you know burned out and 
the beautiful, colorful world becomes gray. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. And I think food is a very beautiful example because it's like when you gift yourself something that you like a lot and then you just dive into that and you just feel the taste and how it tastes all over because sometimes food changes taste while it works its way through your mouth. And right and it's so beautiful or it's the same when you see a beautiful sunset if you're so con you know if you're with your mind everywhere else you're not gonna you're probably gonna see the sunset but you're not gonna feel it you know i want to say most people today when they see a sunset they film it they watch the sunset through their cell phone rather than actually watching the sunset because the and it's not a judgment you know if people do that it's just something to think about. Why do you have to film it and share it later on on Facebook so people click like? Why not finding, you know, observe the colors, see if the air changes around you, you know, see if the birds are waking up or going to sleep. Like, become more aware of what's going on inside of you, you know? What does a sunset or a sunrise do to your emotions? Yeah, yeah. That's like, for example, right now we were talking about it earlier. I'm very stuck on one spot because I'm only allowed out for a couple of hours a week. <clears throat> and um, I love that I have a balcony and I can, you know, look outside. And I ha- there's this little piece of land that's there's no one there. It just it it goes into the ocean and that's not even a beach. It just you know it has a little wall and then there's ocean. And this little piece of land has so many birds. And it's just about whenever I'm sitting out there, it's just watching all those birds, like what they do, how they interact with each other. Like I saw two butterflies going squirrel, whirling around each other. And just that, having moments like that throughout the day to just sit there and observe what's going on in that moment. And then, like you said, always going into the inside as well, like seeing what am I feeling right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you watch something like that, even so it's just a tiny little snippet of the world, but it's the whole universe is inside there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's like, yes, you want to go, especially you, you love to travel, you know, you want to go and you want to have different experiences, but ultimately it's the inner experience that matters, not the place where you are or what you see, you know, and, you know, I mean, now that we are in Corona um, (laughs) quarantine, I think what we are really learning from that is the connections to the true connections to other human beings matters. Yeah. You know, it's like, it adds so much flavor, so much joy to our life. And um, I really hope that people don't just rush back to how it was before. I hope that they can't, but I'm not you know, predicting anything or so. But I really hope that when we come out of this, we are paying more interest and more love and more connection to other human connections we really just look into each other's heart and say thank you for being in my life mm, yeah that's so beautiful yeah thank you Gabriel. That's, a, that's a very nice how do you say abschlusswort 
um, finish, finish sentence. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that was really, really beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. For all our viewers, if you haven't heard of Gabrielle yet, I'm going to put all the links underneath uh, the video or in the show notes of the podcast. Um, definitely books, One True Love. It, I think it's the same name in German and in English, right? Yeah, they kept one, the title in Germany and even in Poland, One True Love. Nice. And so One True Love. One, um, Let Miracles Happen. That's, they translated that. Ah, nice. I think I have, I, I read One True Love, definitely. Okay. Yeah. And um, I know you offer online courses in English and German. So for everybody uh, who wants to dive deeper into the, into the whole Akashic Records, I can recommend it. It's really beautiful. Uh, a new, uh, not new, because I think the, it's, it's a little bit older, but it's a beautiful way to connect with yourself for yourself with uh, um, and also for others in case you want to support other people like it happened to you <laughs> sort of you know what it's a beautiful way to be happier yeah it's a beautiful yeah. way oh and i'm gonna take it away just because i know it or no i'm i'm not am i allowed to talk about it about the oh the cards yeah you can talk about it <laughs> I forgot to ask you because I, I want. I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk about it. I I, no, because I'm so excited. They're they're gonna be so beautiful. I think <clears> I was allowed to get a sneak peek. <laughs> I don't have the card deck yet, but I made like um, uh, because the pictures that they I love saw. the pictures. They're so beautiful. Oh my god, my friend, my friend Judith. She is a real cool artist. I mean. And there's explanations about it. And then there are questions in it on how to work in, with the Kashik records in it. I mean, just beautiful, oh, beautiful, beautiful pictures. Look at these faces. Look at these eyes. Oh, yeah. Isn't that pretty? Yeah, they have all this detail. It's so be And, and oh on my. the other hand, it's so simple. But then on the other hand, so detailed. It's so beautiful. Just really to really make beautiful. that hair. Yeah. <laughs> And then these eyes, I'm looking for one particular one that I really like, but I mean, they are all beautiful. Yeah. They're really beautiful. And that's, yeah. that's how the cards are going to look like. And I think you told me yeah. they're going to come out in, in German first and then in English, or was it the other way around? Yeah, they, they're suppo I don't know how it's going to develop now, if that mm -hmm. slows down the process, but they're supposed to come out in October. In Germany or in English? In in Germany and in Poland and in English, maybe in November. I really don't know if this is going to slow down anything now, but I just, I just think it was beautiful. She does a wonderful job and the messages are great and there are affirmations in the cards and questions on how to work in it with, with it in the Akashic records. I think they're going to be really helpful whether yeah. people know how to go in the Akashic records or not. Yeah, thank you. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, definitely. So for everybody, if you want to have, if you want to just have the cards or if you want to use them to support you on Akashic Records, I think they're, I got a glimpse of them and I find them so beautiful and the message that comes with them is so beautiful. So I can't wait for them to come out so that we can, everybody can buy them. Unfortunately, I can't link that underneath, but you're going to probably put them on your website as well. So yes. We can, we can follow that. Um, and uh, yeah, oh, Gabrielle, it was 
beautiful as always. I really enjoy uh, talking with you and interviewing you for, for every, all my listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And I love that you do this because I think people get so much out of it to hear from so many different people, you know, how they can improve their life and something will resonate with someone and strike a chord. And that's all that matters. Exactly. Thank you so much. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. And thank you to all and to everybody tuning in. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.